0: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast.
1: Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your A.C. for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as you walk in the house, it's like, get away, Black grill You don't to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the mat. Now, that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a Brontosaurus burger. The Fan.
0: All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty here on this Wednesday. No Danny Morang. He's out. No Jeff Rust. He's out. Will Ortner is here. We braved the ice. And as this text on the Vancouver Ford text line came in, uh, freeway is terrible. I'm driving between Hood River and the Dallas. That's not a good place to be driving. To go to a doctor's appointment, and even with the traffic and the ice scrapers on the snow, there's not a whole lot of lane seeable for the road to drive on, and now it's raining ice. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh In Portland, navigable streets. It's been okay. Um, But be safe. Drive within yourself. Make sure you have confidence driving in in the snow or the ice if you're going to go out there and do it. Uh, But we are here. Uh, Primetime will likely be here. And so will the Hot Corner. And... The only other person in this building besides Will and I is Joe Fisher, and he heard us talking about his beloved Dallas Cowboys, and he's like, "I got, I got to jump in." Joe, how
1: are you, man? Uh, listen, we've gone through the five stages of grief here. Yeah, all right, uh, and probably the first I thought there were ten. Uh, I had to Google it because mm. uh, I was unsure the other day. I was <laughs> you, talking were about it. you were going through them, and you're like, I "Where like, am I? What what point am I at right now?" I think I went went through the first uh, four. Yeah. On Sunday, okay, and now we have reached uh, the fifth stage, which which is acceptance. I thought one
0: of the dumbest things was Mike McCarthy going to get fired and Bill Belichick to be hired as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Coming out of that game, it was just like every single person was tweeting Bill Belichick next Cowboys coach. That seems like the worst fit I've ever seen. One, he'd eat Dak Prescott alive. Two. He would hate Jerry Jones doing the interviews every week, being a distraction, being in his business. There's nothing about Bill Belichick that would say Dallas Cowboys are the are the fit for him.
1: Uh, I received, I think, two texts on Sunday. One from uh, my co-host Patrick Harris asking mm-hmm. about Belichick and then one of my best friends asking about Belichick. And I have to say, if you think that he would want to take this job, you are effing insane for those yeah. reasons you just mentioned, especially the Jerry Jones reason. The last three head coaches the Cowboys have had, yeah. Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett, and Wade Phillips. Remember Wade Phillips, I too. do. Son of bum. Yeah, um, it's a lot of ho-hum guys that, they, they need Jerry, and they need his approval to be yeah. like, well, yeah, I'm a head coach in the league. Coincidentally, Wade Phillips, after he got fired, his only job was a uh, coordinator for the Broncos, and that actually worked out well for him. But again, coordinator, not a head coach. Yep. Jason Garrett, mm. coordinator for the Giants, again, not a head coach. And Mike McCarthy, God only knows what's going to happen to him. So I love the idea of Belichick because he's a red ass, and he will actually mm. hold players accountable. and That defense would be good. Yeah, but for him to work under Jerry Jones, yeah, good effing luck on that. I
0: said this on Friday. Pete Carroll seems like he would be a way better fit. He would be the perfect fit where he would protect Dak, find somebody to maximize Dak. He could handle and massage that relationship with Jerry Jones. And if Jerry wants a Super Bowl before he dies, it doesn't matter how old the coach is. 72 is not an issue. Pete Carroll, I think, would be a way better fit in Dallas. I don't, like, I don't think that Pete would necessarily want to take that, but I think that if you're looking square peg, round hole, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll would actually fit in that, and I... Like I said at the time, Seahawks fans were probably pissed at me for saying that. I was mad at myself for saying it, but I think he'd be very
1: successful there. That was one of the coaches I threw out to uh, my best friend because he was—he he talked about Belichick, and I was like, honestly, I'd be cool with Carroll coming through because I know that he'll hold guys accountable. Uh, the drafting—I don't really want him to take care of uh, any of that because <laughs> we've seen that how that. But has they've done—they've done a good job done, of uh,
2: of drafting. Just, Is he worse than Jerry, though.
1: Uh, well, Jerry literally tried to draft Johnny Manziel, and it took his uh, son ripping the envelope out of his hand, saying, hell no, you're not going to do that. And a lot of the uh, credit goes to Will McKay now, their uh, player personnel, uh, VP of player personnel, but... Pete Carroll, to me, seems like the right guy that would be able to massage the media and Jerry enough and still be a competent enough head coach. Yeah. play uh, Like, look what he's done since Russell in this Legion of Boom era past. Yeah. He's been able to get the most out of these players still. Playoffs last year and you're a, a game away from making the playoffs this year and he'll actually inspire some confidence, I feel like, in that locker room. You bring Mike McCarthy back, do you really think the locker room is going to buy into that for another year? <laughs> like, you have progressively gotten worse in the biggest games of this team and his career over the last three years. Like, just look at the San Francisco games. Yeah. You lost to them last year in the playoffs. Literally no longer than eight months ago, you get blown out by 32 by the same team. <laughs> And this playoff loss is much different because we were talking before the show. Like yeah. every playoff loss the Cowboys have had over the last like decade, decade and a half, mm-hmm. one possession games. They try to crawl back against San Francisco. They let the Packers beat them, and Dak's rookie year. That even going back as far as Romo fumbling the field goal and then losing there. Like all these playoff games were so close, and I felt like that is what gave them this like illusion. Like look how close we were. Okay. Like bad games, bad performance. This game, you you have regressed immensely when it comes to playoff performances. <laughs> but, like good runs, Mike. They couldn't get well, and but yet here he is. He's still there. Yeah, he's th- still there. That that is uh, Cowboys to a T. They have been there. Tw- and of course, first thing I say on uh, the sales meeting yesterday, as uh, sales manager Ryan Cooley noted, Giants fan. First thing he mentions. So how about those Cowboys? How about them boys? And I go into automatic defense mode, and I'm like, "Well, they're in the playoffs." And I'm like, "No, don't do that. You can't do that because that's exactly what Jerry wants to hear." Here is uh, the the follow up.
0: About what, what? When was it? Was it like week twelve? You sent your receipts on
1: Dak Prescott on the on to, Dak specifically. It was to, not e- a, <laughs> to every
0: to every single employee of the fan who has ever said anything negative about Dak Prescott you sent your screenshots which which was
1: i i remember when you sent it i was like this is a tad early <laughs> Oh, and I did uh, preface all that by saying I plan for this to backfire by the end of the season. (laughs) I did have that at the very end of my Instagram story. After each screenshot, I said, I plan for this to backfire. So Because I knew. I knew what could happen, all right? And sure as hell. That was an awful performance from Dak, though, too. Yeah, those uh, were those were. I mean, uh, he he was like, oh, and Dak's Joe. my guy. It's really hard to stand by him now. <laughs> that was extremely hard because in he, here is where
0: interceptions will happen, right? You know, you want a guy who will push the ball into tight windows at times. It was the poor body language afterwards that got me, and that too, always kind of lingers with me. With Dak is like it was. He was looking around like it was somebody else's fault. And it's like, brother, no, no, you, you threw a pick six and you threw another pick, and you were down twenty seven nothing, man. And largely that that's on
1: you, dude. That's on you. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely playing secondary, <sighs> right for the that's, for the defense. But... He was he was
0: good. He was I, the best corner they had.
1: I, I will say this is that. It's something I've noticed even with some college quarterbacks and noticed with, like, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love this weekend is that, like, it looks like they're – if you were to check their uh, heart rate, their BPMs, it seems like it is at, like, 75-80. Like, Bo Nix for Oregon this year, whenever it was kind of an iffy moment for them, they would show him getting ready for the next play, and dude was, like, stone-faced, straight-faced, like, didn't seem worried at all. Yep. Dak does not have that face when – they are in adversity yeah. it's a lot of like oh crap okay hopefully uh, he looks worried out there when things aren't going their way and you saw the stat at the beginning of the uh, game it was like 10 and 0 when they get the when they score first or get the ball first yeah uh i think it's when, when they, they score, score first yeah and then two, two and five. five when the other team scores first so it's like right away you have to show up and the team is on your back and and the pressure got to him, got to the entire that's, team.
0: That's not the quarterback that you want leading you to the Super Bowl.
1: No, and that's why I created uh, Joe Fisher the third, starting quarterback for the Cowboys on Madden over there the you weekend. You, you've there seen you go. it. You gotta there you, go. you gotta get some anger out, get some big victories, and uh, start dicing up some defenses. I think on that's Madden your first that stage.
0: That's your first stage in in your stages of grief. Uh,
1: I was I'm looking saying. pretty good out there.
0: Good. Hey, man, good. How tall is Joe Fisher III in Madden?
1: Oh, you know, my real height, 6'3", yeah. or something like that, <laughs> right? Just gunslinger out there. Perfect,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically the same guy. Basically the same guy. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I hope you get a new head coach, and I hope he's a good one.
1: Uh, dude, I, we just need a red ass at this time because, oh. like, I saw someone say, and I know where against it, that the country club environment yeah. at the Cowboys, like everybody's just happy to be there and happy to have the star on the helmet or or their shirt. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, man, I'm on the Cowboys. It almost seems like that's good enough. Yeah, and at this point, it's not like one of the most penalized teams, the most penalized team this year. And if you look at the last ten years, that's how it's been. Like that's that is brutal. an accountability thing. And no, like bench dudes for that. <laughs> Call them out. like, <laughs> You need that – like, get me a Vrabel. Like, do you really think he's going to let that S slide? Yeah. No. No. Oh,
0: man. Um, this text on the Vancouver Ford text line, I feel like uh, Jerry would see Bill like another Jimmy, a good coach I can't control, not something Jerry would sign up for. Yeah, that's the hard part. He's got to let that go. Just let find a coach who's a damn good football coach and let him do his thing. Uh Alright, Joe, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. I, I I'm listen, sorry about I need this.
1: more of these moments. I need the venting session. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field it is high, it is far, it is give.
0: Stream Minor League affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.
0: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
0: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: You got this. Because, like I said, it's the acceptance part of the five stages of grief. Well, let's get to the actual good game
0: this weekend in uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. The Lions pick up their first Postseason victory in 32 years, and what a win it was! Danny and Dusty on the fan. fan. I'm so happy for Detroit. Like Detroit needs this. The city of Detroit needs this. Pacer or the Pistons suck. Tigers not good. How are the Red Wings doing? The eh. hockey insider Will Ortner.
2: They are better than what they used to be. Okay, that's good. But they're not as good as what they were in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, they're middle of the pack.
0: Yeah. Of the pack.
2: They've got an outside shot at getting right. in the playoffs. Okay. Detroit needs this
0: as a city. It's on the rebound. The city's looking, looking up. Things are trending up for the city as a whole. The Lions winning.
2: It's the only way to go.
0: That made my heart warm. Yeah. You end an eight-game losing streak in the playoffs that spanned 32 years, which means... Over that span, you're making the playoffs once every
2: four years, and that seems a bit extreme because they weren't making it once every four years. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Like the '90s, they were making it all the time, and then they made it once when they had to go to Seattle. I think they this is their
0: first postseason game since 2016. They made it in 2016, 2014, 2011. Thank you, Matthew, Matthew Stafford. There was the gap. Uh, I don't know. The entire Ots they did not make the playoffs. I
2: don't remember 2000
0: it. through 2010 did not make the playoffs one time. 99, 97, 95, 94, 93 all losses.
2: And all on the road too, right? They didn't they this is their first yeah. home first, playoff game since
0: 91, since 93, 93. First home playoff game since 93, but first playoff win since 91. And think about this: before that that gap, so from 1990, that 32 years between 91 yeah, yeah. and in 2023, they went from 1957 to 1991 without winning. Without winning a playoff game, they won. They went to the. Why are the Cubs the lovable losers? They went to the conference championship game in 1957, which I, I, I'm assuming like that was Bobby Lane. But uh, I'm I'm assuming that's
2: before oh. the Super Bowl. Correct?
0: Lou Lou Groza was yes, yeah, yes, a full decade before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Lou Groza was kicking for the Browns in that game. <laughs> if that tells you anything, is that the one
2: one foot guy or the no toes guy?
0: Tope no. Uh, Tobin wrote was the quarterback for the Lions. Is Otto Graham in this game? That is that's a pl- that's a person. Um, let's see. Uh, you want to know who?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, is this like a Jim Brown, Auto uh, no, Graham? No, 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 no,
0: no, no.
2: No, they're they're still at Syracuse. Mm, uh, Jim Brown, Jim Brown did play in that game. Okay, so I was right there.
0: Lou Carpenter was the leading rusher.
2: Oh, yeah. so they actually played against carpenters and electricians. Uh, I would
0: say so. Yeah, quite literally, carpenter. I think uh, and plumbers. Yep, I don't think electricians. You, uh, we're going to. I think go.
2: electricity was. <laughs> I know no, they had then, a, they had electricity. I think they had electricity.
0: Yes, they did. But think about just how awful this franchise has been. I mean, they went like they're like, hey, first playoff went in 32 years. Like there's some old timers that are like, yeah, we went what was it 34 years? They went nineteen fifty seven to nineteen ninety one. That's 34
2: seasons. So they went 34 years, won a playoff game, then went 32. So they've won one playoff game in the last sixty-six years.
0: Uh yeah, before before this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's two. <laughs> now it's two. Because they're gonna have to wait another thirty. No. No. Dan Campbell's biting kneecaps off. Like and, and this is the thing with Detroit. It seems sustainable. Yes. They have a young core. It, it, they can hold it together when you have a coach and a general manager that they have continuity, right? Like, they're not the laughingstock anymore organizationally. Mm. Right. You know, the Ford family has gotten out of the way. They're starting to spend some money because there's something to spend money on. And I give them a ton of credit with their front office and Dan Campbell as the head coach. They've done a phenomenal job. You send Matthew Stafford off, and it was like, oh, well, the Lions are just going to go back to being the Lions again. Stafford got his ring and you brought Jared Goff in, and Jared Goff controlled the game like Jared Goff can. He played really stinking well.
2: He's a really good game manager, and that's not an attack on him. No. Right? There's this label that if you're a game manager, you're not a good quarterback. That couldn't be further from the truth. You're a smart quarterback, and that's where Jared Goff had his best successes in L.A. It's when he was being smart and just getting the ball to his playmakers in space and letting them get done what they need to get done. And
0: Sam Laporta, his little woogie his little blanky that he has there. He he gutted that performance out. That brace was enormous on his knee.
2: It was two braces. Like you're just
0: sitting there, you're like, What the Robocop is going on here? Robocop based in Detroit. So That's right.
2: I did read that today. Oh. It's on the list. Don't get mad at me. It's on the list. It's okay. But I chose predator over it. Think of the
0: young pieces that they do have: Amon Ross, St. Brown, mm-hmm. Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. You've got a manageable quarterback situation for a game manager where you're not. Ha- you know you're not going to have to pay. Yep. Th- out the you know what for? for and Jared where is he
2: going to go? No one's going
0: to pick him up better. You have Aiden Hutchinson, and he's a guy who understands. Right. He understands. Like, hey, this is a fickle business. Mm-hmm. Going somewhere is not going to be in right. my best interest. They are headed in the right direction, and they're making savvy moves, like the pickup of David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Like they're making these smart on the periphery moves that are paying dividends for them. Right, and they that game was high level execution offensively to start, and then you saw defenses settle in the second half. 7 drives, 7 official drives in that first half. 6 touchdowns or 6 no, 6 scoring drives. Of the of the 7 drives that you had, there was one punt by the Lions and then I call the, you know, official drives because there was a two-play drive that you can put the quotes on for the Rams that ended the half. Mm. 7 drives, 6 scores. High level offensive Execution. Puka Nakua went off. Matthew Stafford looked insane throughout the course of the game. And, Damn, and you after after threw that one hit, yards. He looked
2: insane too. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we had we had quarterbacks actually getting hit. Yeah, we had quarterbacks getting. Mahomes breaks his helmet. Josh Allen, we'll get to Josh Allen. Runs through some tackles. Right in mm-hmm. fake it, slides. Yeah, fa- that wasn't fake slides. It was. It was like. I don't know Fred Flintstone bowling, like, and then like, oh, I can run, and, and takes off and goes. We got we got some good hits. There was high level execution offensively by both of those teams to start the game, though in the Lions in the in the Rams game, the better team won. The better the right. better team just won. Lions used home field advantage. I'm excited for for what they got coming up in the divisional round two, because Baker Mayfield, he picks up. By the way, I think he has just as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott now just as does. many as Dak,
2: mm-hmm. and he has one more win than the Browns organization. And he got them that win. Hell yeah. I love that for him. I do want to complain about one thing, though. Yeah. As good as that game was, okay. Sean McVay messed up at the end of the game. Yep. He doesn't get hammered enough because he's been successful. He doesn't get hammered enough with his poor clock management. There is no reason that you should have gone into the fourth quarter when you are trailing by one with one timeout. Yep. And if you are trailing by one with one timeout, you have to. And I mean you have to. You have to go for it there. You cannot have Matthew Stafford try and get the whole first down on, I think it was, what, third and 14. He tries to get everything back in one play, throws into double coverage on Puka Nakua. No.
0: If by you, the way, on, on like near midfield, too. You're right. near midfield
2: where pick up half. You can kick a field goal. But, n- they were in field goal range. If they would have gotten half, half that was the whole thing. Yeah. You're on the remember. Detroit forty four. I can't remember if it was a penalty or if he got sacked, but they were in field goal range and then they got yeah, back. That was up. a penalty. They had the hold. That's oh. right. They had the hold. And that's why they got back because it was it was second and four or third and four. Yeah. They were in field goal range. You need to go out there and do your best to put your kicker in a position where you can kick that there. And if you don't get it, and Stafford went for it all through into double coverage, why are you punting?
0: Yeah. Well, pick up half, and you can go for it. Or or, kick. Yeah. But you punt because it's 4th and 14.
2: But you have one timeout, and you have the two-minute warning, and if the Lions get two first downs, it's over. You don't get the ball back. And that's exactly what happened. And the other thing too. Okay, would you hold on? Would you trust your
0: defense a little bit more, though? We talked about how quick that game started scoring. Right. Okay. The uh, I think it was the first three drives the Lions scored on scored touchdowns on. Right. So they they scored twenty one points on their first three drives of the game. Mm-hmm. After that, they went punt, field goal, punt, punt. Right. Okay. Those were and so your defense had settled in. You were you were feeling in a better position that where if you can pin them deep, and that was also the problem is that they didn't pin them deep. No, they. I think they
2: kicked it out the back of the end zone,
0: and so you. I think it went out of bounds at the seventeen yard line. Mm. Either um, way,
2: but you get
0: you you have them relatively deep, and your defense had been playing well. I mean, in now the on the flip side of that, although. You would force them to punt. They had been picking up first downs. They'd been moving the ball and stalling out. So I think, to your point, maybe going for it at that four-minute mark, but you're also indicating right there this is the entire game on right. fourth down to 14. I think it goes back to third down, where if Matthew Stafford doesn't go for broke and tries to pick up the first down, then you're in a situation where you either go for it or you kick a long field goal there mm. and you still give yourselves a puncher's chance. I don't necessarily mind the punt because of the way that your defense had settled in.
2: I, I mind it because, and, and then I also mind the way that they called the timeouts with it too, right? Yeah. Because he waits until after the two-minute warning to call the timeout. So Detroit was able to run one play, let the clock run all the way down to the two-minute warning, yeah. run another play where they got the first down and it was done. It was over at that point. So for me, if I'm Sean McVay, and I get it, you're going to have a lot of clock run off no matter what. So where, how would you rather have it run off? Would you rather have it run off before the two minute or after? But for me, I feel like you need to put the ball in your best player's hand mm-hmm. and in your best coordinator's hand. And this is an attack on your defense. I think you have a very good defense, mm-hmm. but for me, your team has been built around your offensive success. I'm putting the ball in Matt Stafford's hands. And if we don't get it, that's fine. Detroit can get the ball at with, what, 240 left in the game at the 50? Because if we don't stop him anyways... The 240, there's four minutes left. That's the thing. It wasn't that much time, was it? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. still, though. It's four minutes. Still. I'm not giving them the ball with four minutes, or I'm okay giving them the ball with four minutes at the 50. Because if they get those two first downs... Yeah. The game is over anyways, so why do I care if they get those two first downs yeah. on their side of the, the 50 or on my side? yeah? And if we get to the point where we stop them and they have to kick a field goal, that's fine. We're going to have to score a touchdown anyways. I would, uh,
0: I would just say I, I, I think fourth down I agree with, third down is where the issue is for me because if you take that chunk, If you take just a chunk and not Mm -hmm. go for all of it, I think you're in a better spot. Try
2: not to force it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Hey, it's time for our worst day on the web. And uh, the absolute worst person the Manning cast could have on when this happened. That after Will with SportsCenter. Boy, the Philadelphia Eagles skidded into the postseason. Like some brown streaks and underwears, right there. That was ugly, the way that they ended this season. I think one in six in their final seven games were the Philadelphia Eagles, and the capper to the way that they ended this season was—I mean, it was gross. That that Monday night game against the Buccaneers was some of the worst football that. I have seen in a long time from a team that went to a Super Bowl, started the year 10 and 1. We haven't seen anything like this. Like we've seen teams like the 11 the 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 fraudulent 11 and 0 Steelers, remember that? They started 11 and 0 and then they limped their way into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, every win was by like 3 points. They did not put
0: up a a performance like this though. Because Philly without AJ Brown Looked lost offensively. Devontae Smith was the only guy who showed up for the game. I mean, th- the only guy. Offensively, he played He played well enough. All right, He played very well, actually. Devontae Smith, I had my worries about him being slight, small, undersized. Slim the Reaper, man. Dude, he is so damn quick. And he is one of those guys who he just doesn't get hit hard. If you take Devontae Smith and then their left tackle... Jordan Mailata, he played really well, too. I thought he played very well. Those are the only guys that showed up. Offensively, Jalen Hurts looked like that finger was really affecting him, and he was rendered relatively unaffected the last portion of the season where you end the regular season on a 1-5 and skid. But defensively, that was atrocious. The tackling was one of the worst tackling performances I've seen in a really long time. And the Manning cast had the wrong person on when you have a defensive performance like the Philadelphia Eagles. Because as you had, uh, what was his name, Uh, Trey Palmer had one catch for 56 yards. It was a touchdown. And Ray Lewis was on the Manning cast during it. And you can hear the absolute disgust in Ray Lewis's voice.
1: Tap. Oh, oh, my. Hey, the oh, my. Right. The oh, tackling. my. Tackling. Oh, my. That's what he
2: guys, t-
1: guys, <laughs> guys, listen. Just, just let me say this. Let me say this, because I got to say this. Ta- practice and tackling every day is based off angles. When you see the angles of these guys and the way they approach tackling, it's crazy. Like nobody plays together. Put them in a cup. If you put them guys in a cup, you're not going to see big plays like this. But everybody's playing individual football, and that's insane to me, man. That's why sometimes I get outside and I go sit on my water because I can't deal with this type of stuff. Like, what? (laughs) Like, it's crazy. (laughs) So you're saying angles. You're saying, you know, a defensive back should take a certain angle knowing he's got help coming from the inside, coming from behind him, right? Got got the sideline.
2: From top, one of, from top one of football, that's what we was taught.
0: Disgust in Ray Lewis's voice. He's <laughs> so mad. I've never heard, get him in a cup. Do you know how many missed tackles they had 10? in that game? Ten? Thirteen. <sighs> they had 13 missed tackles. And I bet you they're all by the
2: secondary, too.
0: James Bradbury, who had one on that play, he had Two. Um, you had Zach Cunningham, the middle linebacker. He was a tro- he had three missed tackles. Um, you had Bayard, the safety. He had two missed tackles. So we're, we're right now you have four in the secondary, uh, five with, uh, Bradley Roby had one and Maddox had one. So, Six missed tackles in the secondary. Three by your middle linebacker. Sweat had two as well. I mean, it was it was one of the uh, most mind-numbingly frustrating defensive games you could possibly ask for.
2: And the they quit. They did. They they quit. They quit two weeks they ago. Did. They, they quit did. whenever they lost to the Cardinals. That was the end of their season. Mm-hmm. You had a bunch of guys who the year before they had done what it took to get to the mountaintop, yep. right? And then... You see how big of a deal two coordinators are in this league. You lo- lost your D.C. and your O.C., and it vastly changed the type of team that you were. You went from an offense that used Jalen Hurts in so many fun, different variables and how they would build up a tendency for two or three weeks and then completely go opposite of that tendency and make teams look stupid, mm-hmm. and that's not what they did this year. It felt very similar to me as a Seahawks fan of watching the old Schottenheimer offensive coordinator years. Yeah. Where you come into the year and you have all these great game plans and these moves and these tendencies and you jump out to a big eight, nine, you know, 10 win season. And then all of a sudden the rest of the defenses in the league, they have film on you now. And so once they get the film on you, they're like, oh, I know how to stop this. And you don't have a counterpunch. You have a great jab, but you don't have a hook. And so it completely changes that team. And then defensively, you're grasping at straw, straws all year long. You made a defensive coordinator change in the middle of the year and got worse
0: because you're you have a guy who runs a three-four stand-up ends in Pat, Matt Patricia trying to step into a defense that is a base four-three.
2: That's like square peg round hole. That's Ooh. sending
0: a Spanish teacher in to teach Japanese.
2: Just, it doesn't work. <laughs> It's sending me in to teach Spanish. That's what it is. We're watching the video today, kids. That's what we're doing. Roll out the, the the TV. Look, we're watching videos today.
0: Look, it it was you know the old Animal House quote, which actually you don't know it, but fat, fat, drunken stupid's no way to go through life. I actually do know that. Quote. You, you do. Yeah. I didn't know that's that, from Animal House. I, I didn't know fat, drunken stupid's no way to go through life.
2: Get to the chopper. Didn't know those predator.
0: Look old slow and bad tackling is no way to go through life if you're a defense. You got and that's old. that's exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles look like. They looked old and I tweeted this mm-hmm. out uh, at the final game of the regular season. They looked old and slow. Yeah. They and then when you add old slow and can't tackle, that's what you get. And right. they got the doors blown off them. Give Baker in Tampa a ton of credit. Um I don't know how they're going to handle the cold of Detroit. Did you, see, did you see? That's say, right. <laughs> There's it's, a reporter that asked Todd Bowles yesterday, to how are you guys going to handle the cold of Detroit? And he's like, uh, <laughs> that a <Planet> dome. <laughs> so <laughs> are they turning the AC on? Uh, and, and I don't want to take anything away from the Buccaneers because they want a playoff game and they ended up at the end of the year finishing. We were talking about hot teams at the end of the year. That's a team that yeah. ended winning five of their last six games. Now, five of those or i mean a few of those games were against terrible teams but they ended up going remember they went to green bay and beat the packers team that just ran dallas out of their own stadium they had one really good win in that in that stretch and then you add this one they're they're riding some momentum heading into this they have won 6 of their last 7 football games And Baker Mayfield is playing within himself. I can't wait for Detroit and Tampa. I think that's going to be a fun game. Imagine saying that a couple years ago. That's going to be a really damn fun game. Last game that we need to wrap up with, though, is uh, Buffalo. Handling their bitterness against a Steelers team that can't win in the playoffs. But the story is Josh Allen, man. The gunslinger himself took care of the rock. Next on The Fan. Buffalo Bills knocked off the Pittsburgh Steelers 31-17. Game that was not nearly as close as the final score would indicate. Even though like did you ever have that did you have that feeling where it was like, "Oh god, are they going to blow this?" Or are, are the Bills going to blow a 21 to nothing lead <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Mason Is Mason Rudolph going to do this? I had this thought.
2: "Oh my god, the Buffalo Bills could lose this game, but then I also thought, but there's no chance that the Steelers win this game. There it is. There's no chance the Steelers can come back and yeah. win. But if it wasn't the Steelers, the Bills could blow this.
0: Yeah, and it was It was one of those games where you sit there and you look at it. Josh Allen, if you want to check the box on things that Josh Allen needs to do to win, take care of the football, mm-hmm. check, did not fumble, played within himself, had a long touchdown run even. They needed to be effective in the short and intermediate passing game. Josh Allen was definitely that and did a, did a, an incredible job of that. 99 of his 203 yards were on attempts that were under 10 yards. And when you have wind that could be howling at times, and I was I kept checking because they didn't discuss it much on the broadcast the wind, but I was checking the tops of the goalposts. It was pretty steady throughout the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Like the flags were the flags were humming. So pushing the ball down the field was going to be hard. And I thought both quarterbacks did a good job of throwing the ball in less than ideal conditions. But you had – it was like Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over once yet. It was close. It was like the injuries on that Buffalo defense continue to – pile, and it started early with Matt Milano. Early Mm -hmm. in the season, he goes down, and it's just like been hit after hit After hit after hit, and guys are dropping like flies for them.
2: And it starts to really pile up now. I I mean, look, to be fair, we just spent the last segment ripping the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles have a lot of injuries, which is why they look old and slow. The Bills have a lot of injuries. They just had to drop Leonard Fournette so that they can pick up more guys for their defense. So they might be getting healthier, they might be getting younger. But you're growing and grabbing guys who were on practice squads, yep. who already got cut, who already got waived. Yet at the same time, they seem to make it work whenever they have to. I mean, there were they were without Douglas. And that's a big loss on the yeah. defense. But they're also without Gabe Davis, two guys that should be back next week. Maybe that makes a big difference when you're playing uh, Kansas City. But Josh Allen has to play like this if they're going to win a title. It's mm-hmm. it's almost a little bit reminiscent of Flacco. Now it's a, better, it's a better quarterback.
0: Their punter got hurt, too. They made a really big deal about the punter getting hurt before the half. Like it was going to be the difference in the game. Like no one can kick anymore. He punted in the
2: second half. It'll be okay. How about this? Don't punt. Yeah, just score every time. Run the touchdown play every time. Yeah, that's right. But that's, that's the thing when I look at Joe Flacco and I compare him to Josh Allen. It's the turnover issues. When the Bills struggle... It's because Josh Allen is bad Josh Allen, and bad Josh Allen turns yeah. the ball over all the time. When good Josh Allen comes out to play and he doesn't turn the ball over all the time, this Buffalo Bills team can win a title. Mm-hmm. And they can win it off his back. The question is, Is can he stay inside of himself enough to not have that Brett Favre moment where he goes, oh, I can fit it in there. Yeah. There's two guys there. I can fit that.
0: Look at this. You watch, there's something about Mary. I didn't get time. that's
2: where that reference came from. And made you, me laugh. Brett
0: Favre... Favre...
2: Favre... Favre.
0: But they, uh, you have to also, Braylon Spector, Christian Benford, they both go down in that game uh, as well. And I don't know what is... that Spector, who is the uh, linebacker, he had a back injury. He's listed as questionable. Benford, corner, he had a knee injury that he heard on that, that fumble. Um, the... Pat Fryermuth fumble on the sideline, which it bounced off his head while he was out of bounds. That's why they they ruled it not a clear
2: recovery. Is that what we were going with there? Yeah, that's what happened. But that happened in the Seahawks game when they played the Steelers as well. Um, But wasn't the ball still loose? It doesn't matter because it's touching him and he's he's out of of bounds. bounds. It's Literally, it happened in the Seahawks game. I think it was Deontay Johnson. He was out of bounds and the ball hit his hand. And so even though he had no control, it hit a guy out of bounds. That's so weird. Which that then leads to this question. For but me. I didn't think Friermuth was on the ground.
0: I don't. I didn't think he was out of bounds yet, because he was still like falling to the ground. What's your question? So, so they're
2: claiming that he's out of bounds. Yeah. Well, if there's a fumble out of bounds by your guy, as someone who's on the sideline, why wouldn't you just like swing at it? Wait, like, like you're out of you're out of play. Yeah. Like you're
0: like you're not in the
2: game. Right. You're a defensive player. Yeah. Wait. Miles Jack is on the sideline. He's not starting the play. He is. The Steelers are on offense. Miles Jack, linebacker, yeah, yeah. on the sideline. Okay, Pat Friermuth running to the sideline fumbles. Yeah. Miles Jack still out of bounds. Yeah,
0: if he smacks it, yeah, that's illegal participation. Mm, he's not in the game.
2: But then it wouldn't be a fumble. They wouldn't get the recovery. They just get penalized.
0: It. it uh, I. I. I don't know. So I don't know.
2: Why not Maybe. do that?
0: It's a very random question. I don't think very, it's random. Very small percentage of plays that that affects, but uh sure, yeah, do that. It
2: could be a good. It's like when uh they onside kick it and they kick it too high, you can fair catch.
0: Well, what you do is uh also if you are in this used to be, I don't think it's a, high, a rule in high school anymore. Actually, I know it's not a high school rule anymore, but you see it in the NFL still. I think you can do it in college. Yeah, out of bounds. Where the ball's close to the sideline and it's coming to an end, you as a as a returner or on the return team, you stand out of bounds and you grab the ball. The and Randall it's Cobb.
2: Flag. Yeah. Every so time. I don't know. That was just like something that popped All into right. my head while I was watching that game of like, well, why don't you just smack it down? If you're yeah. already out of bounds, like right. whatever, if you're worried about a, fun- like I'd rather take a 10 yard penalty or whatever it is, 15. Yeah. Then possibly lose the ball, especially if it's on my zone. Well, I'll be damned. All right. Um, Hey, just changing. The we game. need to get to, uh, the other things.
0: Uh, The world is falling around Alabama and Washington, apparently. They get two very good head coach hires, um, but the portal giveth, the portal taketh away as well. Next on The Fan.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?